Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, welcome to the Cult of the Collective Commentary. Featuring Dave Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Goldham Collective Commentaries. Yes, it's that time again, folks. Ow! Hang on, what's the scratch on my hand? Dave? I've got no idea, but I have my wine. You have your wine. <laughs> oh, dear, 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 dear. <laughs> Randall Thor, help us out. Hello, Mike. I've got to hand it to you. These puns are tough to come up with. Uh, I, oh, think, oh, oh. I think he was too busy blowing bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's enough hints there to, uh, to, uh, to uh, I don't know. <laughs> but let's move on anyway. So, we all have our wine in hand, and we are ready to talk over another episode of Doctor Who. Tonight, if there weren't enough hints, it's the Doctor's daughter, or the Doctor's wife, or um, the Doctor's baby's mother. Uh, I don't know, I'm confused. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe we should press on anyway. So, if everybody has their official BBC copies of the Doctor's daughter at the ready... We will begin. Are you ready, gentlemen? Indeed you do. I'm ready to go. Okay. Well, in five, four, three, two, one, play. Woohoo! Series four, episode six. Yes. And, uh, Mike, do you want to explain why Martha's even here? Previously on Doctor Who, with the conclusion of the Santaran story, at the end of that, uh, Donna and Martha were hanging out in the TARDIS, and talking with the Doctor. The Doctor returned, and Martha was saying her goodbyes, saying that she didn't want to travel anymore, and so she was leaving. But the TARDIS had other plans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the door slammed shut, and here we go. Oh, it has a mind of its own, that thing. <laughs> And, of course, the reason for the explanation is, at this time, we haven't recorded commentaries for the uh, Santaran two-parter, so... You haven't heard them. <laughs> now look where we are, guys. Look where we are. We're in the tunnel that Sherlock filmed in, the blind yes. banker. <laughs> the what? Oh, sorry, banker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you can, you can see Watson down there all chained up in front of a... Oh, anyway. <laughs> Oi! <laughs> Clean hands. How, how many films have you uh, seen where, you know, the, there's this rock where you have to put your hand in as a, a rite of passage, you know? Oh, yeah, from Flash, uh, I remember that from Flash Gordon <laughs> in our, on Arboria with James Bond. I mean... <laughs> Is that the mark of the Rani on his hand there? <laughs> Everything has to do with the Rani and Doctor Who. God, it almost sounds... Uh... Flash Gordonish, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Those pants look a bit silky. <laughs> <clears throat> um. Yep. You dirty swine. <laughs> well. Well. You gotta love the way he says "well." <laughs> I don't. And of course, Georgia Moffat there uh, had actually. Um, um, gone uh, for the part of uh, Martha Jones, hadn't she, I believe? No, no, Rose Tyler. Rose, Rose Tyler. Tyler, was it? Is, is, yes. early back, is that right? Yes. Yeah. And she also auditioned for a, a character in Unicorn, Unicorn and the Wasp. 
Uh, of course, we got a character that was brought in here, and of course, uh, Georgia Moffat is the daughter of uh, is actually the Doctor's daughter, the daughter yes. of Peter Davis and Peter Moffat. Yes. <laughs> and the other not coincidence is the fact this is directed by uh, Alice Troughton, but that is not a relationship. No with, relation. Uh, to the second Doctor, yeah. Just the same last name. Doctor. <laughs> Which is interesting this episode <laughs> it's interesting this episode was written by Stephen Greenhorn and that this is the sixth episode of the story of a series because the preceding series he wrote the sixth episode of that series. Ah. <laughs> so interesting how that worked out. Yes. I mean, gun-toting fish. I mean, who'd have thought it? <laughs> yes. Uh, one thing that Russell liked was his, uh, his animal-based aliens. Uh, and uh, one of the things that we will find out shortly is that um, their one creature where the uh, TARDIS doesn't translate what they say. Hmm. Oh dear. Here's some uh, interesting trivia here for you. As 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 Mike says, uh, she's the daughter of Peter Davison, aka uh, Peter Moffat, uh, and Sandra Dickinson, who we all know from uh, from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's paid tr- tr- trillion, is it? Yes. Jane. <laughs> Um, after David Troughton, she is actually the second child of an actor who played the Doctor uh, to have a speaking role in Doctor Who. Um, are we talking about Patrick Troughton's son, are we? Yes, David Troughton. Yeah, he appears later on in the series yes. in Midnight. Ooh, we're doing that, I hope. Yes, we are. Stay uh-huh. tuned. And, of course, uh, her and David Tennant are, of course, a couple. And uh, they have a baby daughter, Olive. Uh, of course, they are no, not actually married, but we don't you know, hold such things as a problem. Uh, but she does actually have uh, another child, uh, Tyler Peter Moffat, who was born in March of 2002. Oh, Peter. She named it. All right. Yes. Tyler Peter Moffat. God, that name Tyler comes up a lot. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Of course, uh, Paul Casey in here as Hath Peck. And, and Rari Mears as Hath Gable. Yeah. Whether or not those are intended as references to Gregory Peck and Clark Gable, mm. well, who knows, but... Yes. <laughs> you know you haven't mentioned yet, Dave. Ratings and air dates. Oh, indeed, it was uh, came out on the tenth of May two thousand and eight, and ratings. Um, ooh, I had those to hand before we started. <laughs> he's slipping, folks. He's slipping. Well, uh, he's six point for... six million viewers, giving it a thirty-eight point four share. Final consolidated figure was seven point three three million viewers. Um, so did pretty well. Appreciation Index, 88, which is about as good as it gets. There you go. And for those wondering where else they may have seen George Moffat, I I promise I'll stop talking about George Moffat in here. Uh, She has been in uh, Holby City, Like Father, Like Son, Where the Heart Is, uh, from back in 2005, Uh, Fear, Stress and Anger from 2007, of course, uh, Doctor Who, and appeared again in Doctor Who uh, in Dreamland, the, mini, oh, uh, the TV miniseries, as Cassie, as the voice of Cassie Rice. Uh, also in Merlin as Lady Vivian, and most recently, uh, White Van Man uh, in this year uh, as Emma. But, of course, 
Nobody will forget her appearance in 2009 in the two-part uh, episode uh, Dawn of the Ed as Heather in the TV series Casualty. <laughs> and she's, also, she's uh, also been on Big Finish uh, Productions as well, hasn't she? Doctor Who Red Dawn and uh, City of Spires and even a, a BBC Audio as narrator of Doctor Who Snow Globe 7. Now, this guy, uh, now, the people in America, uh, uh, Ni uh, Nigel Terry, uh, will know him as um, King Arthur in John Borman's Excalibur, 1981. Mm -hmm. But I remember him from a really great Highlander episode, um, which uh, he was in, um, you know, with the Adrian Paul series. Um, now, what, who did he play in that? He what played uh, uh, Gabriel uh, Pitton. In Eye of the Beholder. That's it. From back brilliant in 1993. In brilliant he was in that. You know what else he was brilliant in? What? You'll never guess. Never. Uh, back in 2007, uh, as Denny Davidson in Casualty. <laughs> oh, that must be the drinking game again. <laughs> uh, most recently, we'll, we will have seen him in uh, Marple. They do it with Mirrors TV movie. Uh, playing Christian uh, Gilbertson. Hmm. Yes, it's easy to say with a mouthful of wine. <laughs> and, and by the way, I'm drinking a Lindemann's Shiraz Cabernet Sauvignon blend, courtesy of my neighbour, as I uh, helped her out, sort out her uh, TV. She was having trouble with her Freeview TV, went round there and fixed it, and very kindly she presented me with a bottle of wine. Lovely. She must have heard somewhere that I like a little tipple. <laughs> Of course, uh, before I mentioned, uh, we've got two uh, Hath, named Hath in here. Uh, uh, Rari Mears, uh, R-U-A-R-I. I'm sorry if I've mispronounced your name, sir. Uh, also well-known for playing monsters, uh, as, as, as Paul Casey is. Uh, he's uh, been in uh, Being Human as a werewolf. Uh, been in the Sarah Jane Adventures as the Yellow Robot and uh, Shan Sheath. And... Uh, uh, tree blathering and oh, many more actually um, yes so like Paul Casey well known for playing monsters uh, it's been a cyber leader an elder ood cyber shade yes it's been in 19 episodes of, of, of Doctor Who and 8 episodes of the Sarah Jane Adventures so him and Paul Casey must be mates yeah, one of the things I remember when I first watching this was the way that, uh, you know, a lot of people were thinking, oh, Martha's back, Martha's back. But in some ways, she was slightly sidelined on this. Um, not necessarily at this point in the story, but um, later on, she basically gets slightly uh, sidelined. But on the other hand, I think that is to give emphasis to, you know, the Georgia Moffat character of the Doctor's Daughter. Mm. And I like the outfit, by the way. Very uh, Lara Croftish, isn't it? Yes, tight. In other words, is what he means, folks. Tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is interesting that they brought Martha back for this episode. The same episode that they're introducing this new character, Jen Jenny. Mm. <laughs> so we've got a returning character that we haven't seen in a while, and a character for this episode. <laughs> I do wonder if one of the reasons why Martha is here is to deal with uh, what happens towards the end of the episode uh, as being a uh, medical professional um, and having worked with UNIT and knowing something of the doctor's uh, physiognomy. They will be. Mm. Oh. Yep, there's the doctor sonicking things again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, the Doctor never interferes, you know. <laughs> no, not at all. Never. <laughs> I must admit that theatre set didn't really work with me. Not when you when it's revealed where they are. Yeah, uh, it, it does seem a really kind of odd thing. But then again, you could say it was uh, uh, such a big ship that, uh, that maybe it's... Uh, 
the area that they're in is the the entertainment area. They could have been on a long trip, and so they had a a full. It's the uh, boys in the dump parade. It's to entertain you. God, you're never going to sing that right, are you? <laughs> Meet the gang, cause the boy. Anyway, more of that later. <laughs> <sighs> oh, it ain't our fault, mum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely nothing to do with this, I'm sure. Well, apart from the fact that one of the cast members is actually was married to uh, Wendy Padbury, who was in Doctor Who, so there you go. And they were probably both in casualty at some point. Indubitably. Yes. It was interesting, leading up to this episode, Russell T. Davies kept talking about, about this in regards that there will be a significant plot element in regards to Ginny that will change the Doctor forever. And this episode mm. will have a lasting impact on the series. Yeah. The other thing I remember thinking about this is that, you know, they were so keen that the fact that they, they had new DNA, the Doctor, you know, was clean, his hands were clean, so they wanted to clone him. But they never bothered doing it with um, the other two girls. Yeah, it just seemed kind of a, an odd thing. They just did them, you know. It's like, well, yeah. why not do... Are you two dollars in one episode? No, I don't think I can cope. <laughs> <laughs> the numbers, what do they mean? Next time on, lost. <laughs> Captain Nutjob. Uh, Russell T. Davies has stated that uh, this episode does exactly what it says on the tin. Um, oh, actually, I should have read that out later. Jenny's death was originally to take place in what Davies calls a uh, generic spaceship room. But director Phil Collinson suggested filming the scene uh, at the completion um, of Botanical Gardens in Swansea. More to that later. Botanical <laughs> Gardens, I approve. Yes. Oof. This is one of the, the reasons why I, uh, I, I have always pointed out to people when, you know, if you want to see uh, how good David Tennant is as an actor, one of the my prime examples is coming up in oh, this episode. Um, absolutely. And, and, and I will point it out when we get to it. It's just a, a lovely little scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, uh, um, uh, yeah, well. Who did that? <laughs> oh. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and dial again. Yeah, Skype is now closing. <laughs> Which we had a little bit of a trouble with earlier. Yeah. Oh, Skype. Yay, tough time early closing. It's very difficult to 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 to, to uh, point out most of these people since I'm not hearing names. Um, but I will continue anyway. Uh, Klein is played by uh, Joe Dempsey. Joseph, isn't it? Uh, Joseph. Joe Joseph, depending on which page you're looking at. <laughs> right. Uh, most recently seen in, as uh, Gendry in Game of Thrones, which is quite popular. I've never seen it, but it's quite popular. <laughs> in uh, two episodes, uh, Cripples, Bastards, and Broken Things, and Fire and Blood. Uh, yeah. Also been seen in This Is England, uh, 86. Is and Merlin. Yes, Merlin as William in Moment of Truth. Uh, he's been in Skins, Doctors... Practice. <laughs> and he was in Damn the Damn United. Now that wasn't the David one that David Tennant was in the Damn United, was it? No. He was in the, a, a different one about. Yeah. Ooh. You call her the Rani. That's what you call a female timeline. <laughs> She's everywhere. This yeah. is it. Mm. Well, it watch, be quiet. watch his eyes. Brilliant, brilliant, absolutely. It's, not, it's actually not what he says. If you if you just look at look at his eyes, it. Just live in the words. Oh yeah. 
something besides Tenet's acting that I love about this scene is how it introduces, we hear for the first time, the Gallifrey theme. This is Gallifrey. Mm. Nice subtle way of introducing that theme. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I do, I do like Matt Smith. I think Matt Smith had a daunting task following oh, David Tennant. But I think um, uh, David Tennant is a brilliant actor, brilliant actor. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> It's fine. Yeah. You know. So here we have the the uh, prerequisite doctor and companion splitting up storyline. I mean, these it always the, has to these half are never when you know drinking those health drinks like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're all on the Red Bulls. Yeah. Sea <laughs> kelp or something. Yeah. yeah. There's your there's your Joseph Dempsey character. And also in here is uh, Carter. I don't know if his name's been mentioned yet or not. Uh, but he's played by uh, Kingazi, who has most recently uh, been in The Devil's Double and uh, has just uh, finished work on Black Gold. He's also seen him in MI5, uh, Ten Days to War, The Bill. Hang on. Path. Sorry, this is one of Donna's best scenes. Womanly wise. <laughs> Sorry, Ian. Save your wiles for later. Too good to waste. I would have, I would have fallen for them. I tell you that much. I, I don't know. I fancy. I to tell you that much. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you, but that was. That's all right. Did mark in that? <laughs> of course. My 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 son became quite fond of the mouse. <laughs> he likes the mouse. Well, that was a height of a good toy in my day. That was a clockwork mouse. Or a little. Still or a little frog that you had a little, um, little um, sucker Mind underneath. Oh. You, you lick the sucker and it suddenly jump. <laughs> and of course, the the man who just got knocked out. Um, I don't think I'll even try and pronounce his name. Uh, <laughs> Mike, if you wouldn't mind trying to wrap your tongue around the, the gentleman's name at the bottom of the uh, cast list on the Wikipedia page. It's soldier. Only thank Kiwala. That's why I didn't ask you to do it. <laughs> oh, right. oh, wow, that's an interesting name there. Yes. Uh, Olalakan Lawal Jr. There you go. There's how you wrap your tongue around a name. Even if yeah. it's wrong, it sounds yeah, but, good. It's safe with authority. Yeah, but he's not drinking. I mean, it's I know, unfair. But, but he, he's actually mastered another language, unlike us. <laughs> I've, just another, I've just mastered another accent. <laughs> Gee, how many do you speak now, Mike? Uh, let's see. English, a bit of quite a bit of Spanish, quite a bit of Japanese, some German. It's about four languages. There you go. <laughs> I'm still learning brain. English. <laughs> it's the brains of the operation at the other end there. <laughs> <laughs> Is it an odd accent to use for this? But hey. Yeah. Yes, I would love. I I do wonder if uh, it has been mentioned somewhere about the the, the two half Peck and Gable, because I don't think they're actually named on screen. No, they're not. They're just named in the closing credits. Mm. Ah. And that's actually it for the uh, for the cast. Uh, a lot of the extras, of course, not named, but appreciated nonetheless. 
<laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> they fool. They medal, mate. They medal. Yes, they do. Wait, that's another the time lord the... there. We got nothing to do for the rest of the episode now. Nice <laughs> to everybody. Hmm. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that running. Mm. Speaking of running. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the reason why people wonder why I'm really into the Sixth Doctor. I can pull off his costume. David Tennant's, unfortunately, as much as I love it, I could never pull off. I'm not thin enough. <laughs> and this is the part Oof. where my son was rather upset. The mouse dies a noble death. Not the mousey! Oh. It's all he would say. Not the mousey! <laughs> I love this about 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 Donna. Mm. She's the only one paying any bloody attention to them. Yeah. Even the doctor is distracted by yeah. stuff. Mm. Well, at least flirting with George Moffat. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I don't understand is if he is both father and mother, yeah. why doesn't she have brown eyes? <laughs> Donna's looking quite lovely in that outfit. <laughs> Interesting uh, weaponry in this, gas guns. Yeah. Look like big cigarette lighters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ones yeah the, they do. They got the guy in the, you know, oh, here, oh, you've got a gun. No, it's just a lighter, mate, you know. <laughs> what accent is this? And then is that his natural, natural accent? Mm. Come on. Ooh. Ooh. Now, anybody else think when they saw this scene uh, of entrapment with uh, Sean Connery and uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones? Have you ever seen that film? No. Hmm. Oh, it's where she uh, squirrels under the uh, the beams. Ooh. Of course, we have a uh, stunt lady pulling off all of this. <laughs> of course. Spoil it. Well, no, it, uh, she did do some of the flips. Yeah. Because um, she, she had to come in and out of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But again, well, it, it, it's not a matter of spoiling it. It's uh, giving kudos to the person who does the work. Yeah. Unfortunately, also, not listed on either of these pages. <clears throat> and also the doctor's line there about being unlikely, not impossible echoes the beginning of the episode. Mm. Where he says the same thing. Yes. After they, after Donna and Martha talk about the hand in the jar. Um, and more to uh, Nigel Terry, since I've been wondering about his accent. Uh, he was yeah. actually born in Bristol uh, and educated at uh, Truro School in Cornwall. Uh, after training with repertory companies like the Oxford Meadow Players and Bristol Old Vic, uh, Terry appeared in many productions with the Royal Shakespeare Company, uh, the Roundhouse Theatre, and the Royal Court Theatre. Among his roles were uh, Bozzola in the 1989 Royal Shakespeare Company production of John Webster's The Duchess of Malfi. Now, this is again where we miss the, um, you know, the cliffhanger, because in old Doctor Who, that, that would have been Martha sinking under the thing, right. and that would it would have gone to credits, wouldn't it? Yep. And you know, and, and we lost Martha. People would have been complaining, like, "Oh no, can't show kids that." You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the doctor being held under the water. The fourth exactly, doctor exactly. was it? The fourth doctor, wasn't it? Yep. yep. Mary Whitehouse. <laughs> 
this nice little kind of glass kind of crunching sound as he as the hat goes under the water, kind of to signify, well, now he's definitely dead because this little glass thing's been broken. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Oh no no no! We're not together. It keeps <laughs> happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole new world. world. <laughs> Cultum sings, but not very well. Mm. Yeah. She's cute. Got that's about fourth time he's up there. I wonder how many retakes he asked for that. Yeah. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> Love this. Dead joke. Just a bachelor. Well, this has been mentioned before. I believe it was uh, in uh, Fear Her. Fear Her. It was Fear and, Her. Yes, it was Fear Her. Okay. We try and forget yes. that episode. Exactly. <laughs> Scrubble monsters. And just the fact that he originally traveled with Susan, his granddaughter. Yes. Yeah, it's a bit difficult when you got a daughter saying, be home by the end of the universe, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I hear there's a good restaurant there, though. Yes. <laughs> Where uh, that the, is. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the meat of the day is particularly good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please eat me. <laughs> yes, we've tied it all up there, folks. Yeah. For those of you who are blissfully unaware... Where have you been? Uh, <laughs> Peter Davison actually was in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy as the meat of the day. <laughs> Completely unrecognizable, but does a beautiful job of it. Is she, is she not telling a pork is there? Oh. <laughs> My romp is especially good. Yes. <laughs> I'll have to show that to my son again and tell him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course it's a door. <laughs> Come on, Donna. Put it together. Yep. Oh? There's somebody Ooh. at the door. Oh. There's somebody at the door. Sorry. <laughs> Can't resist. <laughs> They're not running very fast, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Tight quarters there. <laughs> Run at half speed, please. <laughs> Little cold, is it there, Martha? Yeah, I was thinking that. <laughs> Again, we've gone a little bit quiet, but yes, <laughs> we've covered most of the cast. Yeah, I've run out of the cast members to talk about. Uh, <laughs> we've done Martha Jones before, so, yeah. But you know who David Tennant is, so... If you don't know who David Tennant is, why are you starting here? Mm. Uh, this episode did receive mixed reviews, though. I mean, David Couch of the Times described it as a wonderful episode, funny, exciting, and strangely moving. This is from the wiki page, by the way, uh, The Doctor's Daughter. Um... He also described the episode as quite redolent of Tom Baker era Who, with plenty of dark, cheap corridors to run down and two underman warring factions for the Doctor to bring peace to. Mm. <laughs> I'm good with numbers. 
<laughs> Super temp. <laughs> Some big old mm -hmm. space date. <laughs> space uh -huh. date, spaceman. Byzantine yeah. calendar. Byzantine. Hmm. Mm. Yes. Okay. Can you get me, does he think? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Days ago. Days ago. <laughs> Suddenly. <laughs> Which made a slight confusion, I think, with a lot of viewers, with the uh, the Nigel Terry character being, the, you know, the older actor. Mm. Right. Is is he one that has, you know, he sends his troops in, so he's survived all those hours. In which case, he would know it's not been going on long. Or is it the fact that his genetic code, when reproduced, produces an older man as well? I'd assume that would be the case. Yeah. <laughs> Who <laughs> smells flowers? Oh, no, that's Glade. Sorry. <laughs> I've been baking. <laughs> yes, we have run out of things to say. <laughs> we're back, now we're back to the waters of Mars and Eden Centre. <laughs> hmm. I think we... <laughs> Might be. It's so brilliant that the doctor just tosses his jacket aside. Yes. Are you sure it's not a miniscope? <laughs> <laughs> Run at half uh... speed! <laughs> uh, miniscope of course from Carnival of Monsters yes third Doctor story yes I've actually watched it recently on Netflix aha love streaming Netflix but really the charging <sighs> yeah DVDs etc bye bye DVDs hello streaming <laughs> uh. cocktail. excuse me cocktail treat your cocktails guys <laughs> Yes. Things and stuff. <laughs> Make stuff and things with more <laughs> stuff and things. Ooh. He's nice. He's, she's thinking. <laughs> Someone says, as a, as a matter of trivia, that the scar that the cloning machine leaves on the back of the doctor's hand is the same shape as the scar on the back of the child's hand in season one's The Empty Thank Child. You. Yeah, and Doctor Dance's very yes. Satan symbol. Yes, interesting. Hmm. Well, at least the doctor ended that war that way, not another yes. way, like you know, certain. Time Lords and Daleks. <laughs> yes. Oh. Oh. Oops. Sorry, finger slipped. Well, there's always that guy. <laughs> always that one guy. Yes. Right. Now, in theory, again, this was a bit debatable because we've established she's got two hearts right 
So if, if the bullet goes through one heart. Yeah. Well, it depends on how time will, time will die. See, I didn't realize the pants were blue. They always look black up until this point. But they look as blue as the Doctor's suit, which is interesting. Yeah. See, we're not done spotting things. <laughs> we can go anywhere. We can go down to the, the registrar's office and get married and have a kid. Oh, sorry. No, but to be fair, I mean, the, the Georgia made a good impact here because oh, yes, people were, you know, you, you were sad to see this. Right, quit touching her now. It's getting a little creepy. <laughs> Slight overdue on the uh, the eyeliner there, unfortunately. Not that I noticed. <laughs> Again, lovely acting from from both of them. Um, everybody. See, this is why I think Martha's here. Not close enough oh. to regenerate. Hmm. Yes. Close, but no cigar. <laughs> See, look at that, the upturned bit on the end there. It's just a little much. Bit of a short life, that, isn't it? Blimey. But she has had time to get her eyebrows done. <laughs> I mean, her eyelashes. Oi. <laughs> Sorry. Behave. Oh, here we go. I actually, for a moment there, I almost believed that the doctor might. Yeah. Yeah. We do a Will's revolver. <laughs> And the, the interesting thing is the impact that uh, the, the, the Doctor Who has in uh, the Weeping Angels two-parter with Matt Smith, where the Doctor picks up a gun and fires it, and uh, you actually see the clip. Mm. Uh, my mm. son turned to me and said, but what happened to a man who never would? He remembered this scene. Good. He said, what happened to a man who never would? There's there's the impact of Doctor Who right there. No matter who it is that's acting it, but the, you know, a scene like this can actually make a difference. You know, yeah. just yeah. a little old TV show, but the sentiments there. You know, yeah. Somebody turned the lights on. <laughs> hey, who turned on the lights? <laughs> I see what you did there. Yes. All right, go get the bottle of wine from the off license. Uh. <laughs> Interesting. Wibbly yeah. wobbly, timey wimey. Yeah. Yeah, paradox. That must yeah. mean something coming up here in a minute that I'll mention. Yes. <laughs> a certain someone had a hand in the end of the episode. Hand in the episode. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. You see what I did there. <laughs> hand in the end of the episode. Now, the, just well, as we get to this next stage, but um, the ending was rewritten. Was the end was rewritten, wasn't it? Because of yes. Yeah. But let's, Russell T. Well, Davies' original idea was to end it pretty much here, right. with yeah. the the final scene with Martha and Donna, and yeah. the Doctor. So we'll hold off a minute. Yeah. Hmm. That man mm. forever. We wish. Mm.
Please look, everybody in this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doctor gets his leg over everywhere. <laughs> hmm. Dr. Jones. And I think this is the last time we ever hear Martha's theme in Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. I think. We might hear it in the finale. Uh, she's looking at a ring. We assume it's a medical friend in the house. Yes. Who knows? Could be some idiot. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, uh, a bone of contention, I guess. Uh, an argument in fandom as to what that is that came out. Is it regeneration energy? Is it the... Uh, the planet thing, the... Uh, the planet stuff that got released? What it is looks it? the same as that. But, hmm. <laughs> yeah, Russell T. Davies had this episode in Stephen Greenhorn. They had this episode ending there with the scene with Martha, Donna, and the Doctor. Cutting, to, then cuts in credits, but a certain Stephen Moffat came in and said, you know what? <laughs> Ginny should live. Yes. Yeah. Which is really interesting because at this point, Stephen Moffat knew that he was taking over the show. Mm. Next time. Next time. Agatha Christie. My yes. plucky girl assistant. <laughs> Which, Which is this is the Kendall. And this is the first episode that, um, of course, uh, the Donna Noble character actually... Uh, oh? It's this series, Priora, because it go back in time and meet a famous historical yes. person. Yeah. But it's the first one that Catherine Tate actually got to grips with the thing. Yes. So there we go. Yes, we're done with that one. Ah, very good episode. Um, it's a surprising little episode, actually, I think. is you know, um, It hits a lot of major points. Like I said, my, my son remembers a man who never would, uh, which is rather nice. And it's just lots of nice little character moments in there. Donna, yet again, proving herself uh, as, a, as a companion. And, and solving the mystery and, and uncovering basically what the Doctor has, has uh, failed to recognize. Um, we've got the setup of, of Jenny. Will she come back? How much Time Lord is she? Uh, yeah, so there's, there's plenty in this episode, actually, when you really think about it. Uh, the thing was that um, the, the fact that, uh, the, you know, his, his daughter there goes off uh, has been used a, a few times, hasn't it? We we had the um, from the the later story of the pirates that um, go off in the spaceship from the the last series. We mm -hmm. also had the um, from the end of the Planet of the Dead, the uh, the D'Souza character going off in the in the flying bus. So that that it, it has been reused. But I think the thing that we haven't talked about much is um, all the excitement that was around this episode prior to its uh, airing date because of its title. I mean, it was a very provocative title, The Doctor's okay. Daughter. I mean, it had people going up in all sorts of, uh, no, it can't possibly be that. There's bound to be a twist, this, that, and the other. And it, in, in fairness, it both, it wasn't a cheat because it was The Doctor's Daughter, but of course it was the clone version we saw. And all in all, I think... Um, when I remember back to it, I think my main disappointment was the fact of uh, Martha being underused, I think. Right. But then I do remember thinking, well, again, and this has been done more recently in, um, like, the um, the Doctor's Wife episode, if you remember, where the the, uh, the main companions are basically sidelined in a different story. I hope this is not a spoiler for our listeners, but in that one were the main ones, because the central character is with the Doctor and the the Doctor's wife character. I won't say any more about it, but um, right. in this case, you almost felt as though Martha is basically sidelined somewhat. Uh, and then it's only, as you said, used for her her to give that... The, the definition that, no, she's not going to regenerate. And, uh, and that was the only way, that, of course, that the Doctor would have left the planet thinking that the, the girl had died. Mike! Yeah, I do agree with you, Dave, there about Martha, that she was underused in this episode. But then again, there's a lot going on. We had the, the main story with the 
with with the, the two groups, the half and the, and the colonists and the, the people from the spaceship, and we had Jenny, and we had the group there of Jenny, Don, the Doctor, and Martha was off on her own. We had the whole classic storyline of Doctor and companions are separated and go their own ways, and they're reunited at the end of the episode. So it, I would have liked to have seen Martha used a bit more in this episode, but was as I said, it was crowded already, and the title is The Doctor's Daughter, so of course we're going to focus on Jenny as a character. I just wish we could have had Martha coming back in a different story, with traveling with the Doctor for once more in a different story that didn't have something like Jenny going on. Right. Would have been nice. It's amazing how quickly, uh, at least me as a watcher, invested in the uh, the Doctor's Daughter character. I mean, you did feel sad at her passing. Oh, yeah. uh, and the other thing is, as you, you quite rightly mentioned, Ian, you were the first one to point it out, that lovely scene where, you know, where his daughter's saying, well, you and me, are, you know, we're we're in a war just like you. And his acting in that scene is just unbelievably good. Uh, yeah. So understated, but it's all there behind the eyes. Well, it's in the eyes, but it's behind the eyes. He's right. living everything that he says. Brilliant. It's it's one of those things as 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 a an actor, albeit just a an, an amateur dramatist, uh, doing community theater. It's one of those things that I always look for. Is you gotta you gotta sell the scene. You gotta you gotta feel it. And uh, whether it's whether it's true feelings or not, that's gotta come through in everything you do. And I, that's what I love about watching him. I mean, I'm not saying that Matt is is is, is a lesser actor. It's just one of those things when people, I guess, because. I saw a lot of message boards, people saying that, that David Tennant couldn't act, and oh. it always bugs me because he obviously can, and you only need to watch scenes like this to see that it is true. Whether you enjoy his performances or not is another thing. I do agree that there are some things that um, are repeated time and time again in his performance as a doctor that do get a little grating, uh, the sorries and the, oh, and, uh, yeah. the, the teeth clenching and, 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 and things that do get, um, but all the doctors have done, you know, have a jelly baby, have a jelly baby, have a jelly baby. All right. We get it. You like jelly babies. Um, don't ever say somebody can't act. Um, because obviously they got the job. They can even, even though I don't really like Amy, Karen Gillan can act. I'm sorry, but she can, you know, but, I don't necessarily like her, but I'm not going to not going to blame well, it on her acting. Well, uh, I, would, I, I would partially agree. I would th- I would say she's learned to act while right. she's been doing the part. Yeah, I mean she can't act. I mean, is she is she you know does she need to go on to Shakespeare next? No, um, but you know I would basically what I'm saying is I would never uh, belittle somebody's ability just because I don't like that particular character or you know or that particular actor. Uh, give people their dues and uh you know just say i don't like such and such or i don't like their tenant i don't like his performance don't say they can't act you know that's that's unfair but anyway that's my little rant over i haven't ranted in a while so there you go <laughs> anybody else want to rant anyone i sure i'll have okay. one quick thing to say that the lasting bit of speculation from this episode is what stephen muffet came in and changed there at the end, and had Jenny fly off in her spaceship there at the end. Uh, of course, as I said, Russell T. Davies had this episode ending with her dying, and then Moffat came in and said, no, she should live. And of course, as I also said, Moffat knew at this time he was taking over for Series 5, because at that point, Davies had already said, told BBC, I'm not doing Series 5, pick someone else to run the show. Moffat had been chosen, and he was already working on stuff, so... Um, and of course, that's even where we are halfway through series six, nothing's been said of Jenny at all. No. So, but who knows? Will she come back? It's the fact that Stephen Moffat made that change leaves the door open. Exactly, and maybe not even in a selfish way. I mean, one of the things that uh, uh, has happened. I mean, uh, for instance, when uh, again, with, without being spoilish, but when, when we have the the episode where. Um, the tenth doctor is suffering from radiation sickness, and he goes off um, for what appears to be a long time, or, or the time before that, where uh, he's summoned to the planet of the Ood, and he, he he turns up on the planet of the Ood with um you know a garland round his neck, and uh, 
uh, he's delayed because he does his song doesn't want to end. The whole point is that that leaves all this space for big finish audios for fan fiction. It's almost as though they're quite happy to leave those things. It may never the Doctor's daughter may never come back into uh, the canon aspect of Doctor Who, right. but I think they're generous enough to have left that opening there. If uh, at some point she is taken up and comes back in the same with the the girl out of the um, planet of the dead whether she comes back or not it, it's it is brilliant that those open ends are there because if you right. have 10 open ends then you leave a little bit of um, surprise if one or two of those open ends are completed and um, you know come to pass uh, down the line not right. everyone does but perhaps one or two of them do and 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 to to carry on that that uh, when you look at where the series left off before it was brought back, there were uh, open ends to a lot of a lot of stories, which enabled the the series to live on through through audio adventures and through books, uh, missing adventures, etc., uh, where threads could be picked up, places could be revisited, um, and there were gaps in between stories where you could quite you know. You could put another adventure. So things like this are great for for fandom. Uh, fan fictions can be written about Jenny. Uh, stuff can be written about Martha. Leaving these characters out there, living their own lives, uh, gives the series a, a a little more room to, to to grow and to 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 live on. Even with the, if it doesn't get picked up on the screen again, it it can it can still have some life outside in fandom or or get picked up in. Uh, in official uh, books or audio adventures. So in, indeed, I mean, will we ever have to half or half not? <laughs> <laughs> and also, oh. as, you, as we're saying there, we have. I don't think we have anything between Soul and Earth and uh, the, the finale of this Journey's End, and going on to uh, you know, end of time. As far as Martha is concerned, so we we don't know how Martha ends up with with who she ends up. Yes, with, with the idiot Mickey the idiot. Yeah, Mickey the idiot. So you know all sorts of material there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's there's plenty, and that, and that's what I like about the show is is it's it's almost like we've learned from 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 the history. I don't think it was ever intended to be such that there would be such gaps that uh, things could be written into. Um, but I think uh, we've learned from that and, and, and made these characters that can go off and, and, and live their own lives and live their own adventures. Uh, Sarah Jane, for example, for example, you know, uh, just picking her up for one episode, we ended up having the Sarah Jane adventures, which was lovely. And um, her, that character will live on forever. Uh, so, yeah, I think we've gone off. <laughs> Actually, this is the, I think the most we've gone on uh, after an episode for a long time. Yeah, tell us a little bit about any upcoming mystery of what we might be um, <laughs> trying to solve next week. Uh, there's some buzz out there of what we might be trying to solve next week, but who knows? Uh... That's a bit carny. <laughs> you, you, certainly you, carny. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, the puns are at large. The puns are at large. <laughs> I just I, I marple at what you can come up with. Marple sounds like marble, and there is a bee, a hornet. Hmm. Well, we'll leave you guessing until next week, folks. Yeah, don't ever solve that. No, until then, it's goodbye from Mr. Randall Thor. It's goodbye from Dave AC. And it's goodbye from Ian, the Sixth Doctor. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> all right, it's Unicorn and the Wasp, all right? You didn't get it? Fine. <laughs> Mike, your last word. Come on. I'm busy trying to think of a pun. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.